Studios. It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. It is a Saturday morning. Ready to rock and roll for another one here. Can you believe it? We are in between the trifecta of the holidays. We had Halloween. We've had Thanksgiving. We are on the road to Christmas and New Year's. Boy, oh boy. Wrapping up 2022, and it's going by way too fast. Hey, welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker 1480 KQAM. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride today. Trying to get you up and moving like we do every single week. And boy, do we got a show lined up for you today. A lot of things going on. I, I know that it's Saturday morning and you try not to talk about really heavy, deep stuff. But man, there's some things going on here in Kansas. Plus nationwide, we've had the release of the documents from the Tweety. Elon Musk revealing the censorship, the control, the um, cover-up, I guess you want to call it, when it comes to Hunter Biden, when it comes to the election stuff. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. Also, we have the jobs report that will tie into some of the conversation we have throughout the day today as well. Elizabeth Patton, she's the Kansas Director for Americans for Prosperity. She'll be kicking off hour number two with us. In just a little bit, we'll talk about the state of the economy here in Kansas, getting ready for a legislative session of 2023, and we'll have some fun with her. But right now, the man, the myth, and the legend. It's good to have him <laughs> back in studio after all the holidays as well with Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue, buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs. It's Mr. Phil Martinez. Phil, how are you, my friend? Just fine, sir. It is always good to talk with you, as it has been a little bit. I know that the Thanksgiving holiday is... Uh, all wrapped up, but you guys have a good one. Everything yeah. great with the holidays? Everything well, yeah, absolutely. Always, always, right? Uh, we have some news that we'll announce a little bit later on before you take off today okay. that is exciting for you. Pretty sad, though, for me. Uh, Pretty sad. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a little bit, a little yeah. bit, but we're still going to have some fun with you. Uh, but uh, right now, holiday modes here. Uh, do you guys get any of the traffic of people coming in, getting like gift certificates, little stocking stuffers, or special coins for people oh, yeah. for our holidays? I mean, it's a busy time for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, we bought we we buy these special rounds that are made for Christmas with Santa oh. Claus and angels and stuff. Hey, all and they're, right. They're Christmas round. They're made with you know basically just for Christmas. Sure. And uh, we've sold out. We sold five hundred. I told my wife to buy some more, and she said we don't need any. We have enough to make it. <laughs> and two days later, we're completely out. Oh my! In the front and the back, and we don't have any. And I'm sitting there going, I told you so. And now it's getting too late to order any, so we probably won't order any more. And uh, but yeah, we sell lots and lots of stuff like that. I got uh, uh, oh god, used to be chief of police years ago. Can't think of his name. Super guy out, okay. of, out of Mays. Okay. Uh, anyway, interesting. Anyway, he he comes in every year and buy and, and buys silver eagles and uh, and uh, proof sets for his grandkids. Oh, very good. And and he's he's quite the. Lemonian, yeah, Richard yeah. Lemonian, okay. quite, quite the gentleman. I mean, I've always liked Richard. You've been coming in for probably twenty years. Sure, every you can plan on seeing him every Christmas. He came in the other day and he he bought proof sets and silver eagles. And we have a lot of people that come in and buy silver eagles and proof sets for Christmas. Uh, we haven't sold that many gift certificates yet. Okay, but but at the same time, we do have a lot of people come in and buy nickel and dime stuff, uh, stocking stuffers for kids and stuff. 
Sure. So, do you have the collections of? Uh, and my family used to collect them every once in a while. But like all of the the mints of like all the state coins, all the state quarters, where they would come out with you know all either from the the D or the P distribution wherever they are minted. But every state, like the whole box of the fifty state coins, do you do any of that stuff? Not really. Okay. I mean, we saw we, for years we we carried all of it. And we used to keep, you know, 10, 20 rolls of all of it in. Yeah. But then as the programs kind of faded out, it just got to where we sold less and less and less and less of them. And I had all this money sitting on a shelf sitting there not making me any money. So we went from 20 rolls to 10 rolls to five rolls. And last year, right before inventory, so we didn't have to inventory them and count them all, we hauled them to the bank. Gotcha. All so, right. but we do, we do have a, not that but, popular but, but, of a thing anymore. Yeah. But we, we did keep, we did keep anything that was packaged. I tried to make sure we had at least five of everything basically. So we, you know, we sold quite a bit of it down. There is some guy come in the other day and he had to have these three of all of them and don't ask me how, but we had all three of them. So he, he was impressed. So we do, we do sell a few of them, but, but it's something we have. Yeah. yeah certain little collections. Not, not in the order, not, and then somebody comes in and will sell us a complete book they put together for, they put together and now they don't want it and we put the books out and we sell them for a little over the face value so sure yeah absolutely last time we talked a couple weeks ago you had talked about how the market has slowed down just a little bit a little yeah. bit where not as many people are coming in in the complete panic of trying to buy as much stuff as they possibly can how is it looking right now is it still still it's still a little slower okay i mean you Ish. know where we were you know running astronomical numbers i mean the numbers have dropped off quite a bit where we were you know, at one time we had 41,000 ounces of silver in the shop, and a month later we were completely out, mm-hmm. and I had 50,000 ounces on order, and it sold silver that I couldn't even deliver hardly. They were actually, I owed people silver. Sure. I loaned the company silver. My wife and I, I can't believe my wife let me loan the company 2,500 ounces of our silver <laughs> to keep the doors open for the customers. Wow. And But right now we're back into the 35,000 range maybe. We probably have 35 maybe. Yeah, we got about we got about thirty about thirty five thousand ounces pretty pretty comfortably. Are you still ordering on an almost daily basis? Almost daily basis, we're still ordering. Wow. It's kind of it's kind of backed off. We've been we've been buying quite a bit lately. Normally we don't normally we don't buy anything, but uh, there's a large estate that uh, they bring in quite a bit every week, and it's it's not. Any, I mean, we bought well, we bought a deal yesterday with like seventeen hundred ounces and by the end of the day we would we still we only had five hundred ounces left. So sure. we sold everything that we bought from them basically. Yeah. So, you know, but we still still we ordered a lot of gold yesterday. I mean we we sold a huge amount oh, of really? gold. Gold's uh, starting to be the popular yeah. one. So but uh, so far we're blessed uh, to have everything we need. We've been able to take care of everybody's needs. We took our limits off to where we had a five hundred count limit. You could buy all you wanted, but you couldn't walk out the door with more than 500 ounces. Sure. And uh, so that limit's off right now. Could be back. Uh, I made a prediction if silver stayed where it was and continued at the rate that by April you wouldn't be able to find any silver anywhere. You know, you can come in and pay for it, but you're going to wait 30 to 90 days. <laughs> um, that you know, But I had a guy come in last Saturday and told me he read an article that he said by March there will be no silver. In other words, you will be waiting thirty to ninety days. Oh my! And I thought, okay, the experts are predicting March, and I and I and I predicted April. So I didn't think I was too far off the beaten path of what everybody else is telling us. Pretty close. Now silver stays where it is, but it's things have backed off. But at the same time, my suppliers are telling me they're having a terrible time getting it. Premiums have come down just uh, premiums. 
Well, that's why they just need to go to the Phil's uh, Phil's Coins mines because I mean, you just do it enough already. You just need to get to your own mine. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the price of silver where it is, I couldn't afford to mine it. But uh, it's it, it's 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 been an interesting ride. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I tell everybody that I think by April. I, I my prediction is by April we'll see forty dollars silver. Wow. I mean, we, well, it's I about mean, double where it's at right well, now. Yeah. Well, actually, silver broke twenty three the other day. Yeah, I was going to say, so, looking at it right now, it closed off on Friday at twenty three thirty five. So it's actually up because I mean, golly, yeah. it's been lingering yeah, because it was, it was 20. twenty. It was twenty one something that jumped up about a dollar. Yeah. Got into the twenty twos, fell back a little bit, jumped up close to twenty three, dropped back a little bit, jumped up and hit. 23 and right on and, and right on up so right now we're going up about 50 about 50 cents a day right now and somebody goes well that's nothing and i said well no wait 50 cents times five days is 250 mm-hmm. that's ten dollars a month so if you take december january february and march and you get a ten dollar move you've got forty dollars and it's setting at 20 so you're looking at 62 63 dollars silver at 50 cents a day so all of a sudden when people start realizing that silver started back up again this is usually when they go to buy yeah so either and it's going to take a couple you know a couple weeks for everybody to figure out it's going up and continuing to go up and at that point it's like i tell everybody silver buyers are an unusual breed of people sure you know they they well, if I buy silver, it, it might drop. Well, it drops a quarter. Well, see, there I was right. It dropped a quarter. And then silver drops a quarter. Well, see, there I was right. It dropped a quarter. There's no hurry about buying silver because it's dropped 50 cents, la, 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 la. And next thing you know, it jumps up 50 cents. Well, no biggie. It doesn't make any difference. It's going to turn around and drop back down. And then it jumps another 50 cents. The next thing you know, it jumps a dollar. And all of a sudden, they're going, oh, my God. I mean, my my, my example of everybody is you're sitting at the train station and you know that the train leaves at nine o'clock and at 10 till you should be on the platform getting ready for the train in case it leaves early, but you're a procrastinator. So you don't. So you're sitting in there and you're sipping your, sipping your coffee and eating your donut and reading your paper at 10 at, at five till you're still reading and sipping. And at, at, at about three minutes till you've take your last gulp of coffee with your donut and you fold your paper and you walk to the platform and you get to the platform and it's exactly nine o'clock. The train's pulling out of the station. You're running down the platform yelling, wait for me. And that's my, that's a typical silver buyer of the world. You're all that way. You're always going to be that way. That's the way you're built. And so that's the way it is. And and that's what's going to happen. And that's what'll happen. They're going to, no, ain't worried about silver. And all of a sudden silver is going to hit this $25 mark. And at $25, everybody's going to go, wait a minute. It went from 19 to 20 to 25. All of a sudden, it's at $25. Oh, my God, I missed a train. And they're going to be going to the bank, pulling all the money they can get out of the bank to come in and buy silver. And I keep telling them, if you'd buy silver just a little bit every week and price average out or every month, price average out, you'll be better off. But there's always somebody out there who thinks they can hit silver at the bottom. I do this for a living. Now think about this. I do this for a living, and I got a computer, and I watch these, and I watch these. And our pr- programs change every three minutes, mm. and I have a pretty good idea of what's happening. I don't know that I've ever hit the bottom. I've tried many, many times, and every time I think I hit the bottom, it drops another dime. So I very seldom ever hit the bottom, and I do it for a living. So if you think you're going to outsmart the system and you're going to hit the bottom, the chances are <laughs> nil and none. So what I just tell you, when you got the money, come in and buy it. 
Get it done. Get get it get it done. There get you go. Done. Now Absolutely. here's the thing with the procrastination when it starts on its climb, if it continues to do its ten dollars a month thing, theoretically, is it going to hit that thirty dollar forty dollar mark and people coming in scrambling thinking it's on a run to come buy some? Or are oh, you going to yes. see a mass sell off? I tell people last time we had a big run like this, the silver went to forty eight fifty. I was telling there were people in here buying silver when they should have been selling, selling silver. Yeah. And then, you know, some guy come in the other day, it's been a year ago, and sold some silver that he bought in that ridiculous amount of money class. And I looked at what he paid for this stuff. I have a code on our product, so I know what we paid for it. And I looked at what he, what we had paid for it and what we bought it back for. And I kid you not, I've felt like the devil himself. I felt like the scourge of the earth. I, it, it, kill, it kills me. It kills me to buy this stuff back when I know they're losing money yeah. because I didn't sell it to him to lose money. Right. You know, I mean, if you know, it's, it's, I had a guy come to me one time. And he goes, I got $10,000 I want to spend. I'm going to buy silver and gold. You pick out whatever I'm going to buy. And in 90 days, I got to cash it in and sell it and make money. Because I, I need the money in 90 days. And I wouldn't take his order because I couldn't guarantee he would make money in 90 days. And I turned down a $10,000 sale because even though I thought it was a good investment, but it's not, but silver and gold is not a 90 day, not a 90 day investment. Right. I'm not saying there's not a time you could buy it and not make great money in 90 days, but at the same, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a long-term investment. Yeah, it very is. Got to take a break here. 19 minutes past the hour. We're talking with Phil's Coins. Uh, Phil Martinez, 9344 West Central Avenue for your buying, selling, and trading. It is that time, which means if you are going to get your silver, like you said, now is the time to do it. Yes. And uh, try and get stocked up now before that run that could potentially happen in the market. When we come back, right around the corner, we have an announcement to make that uh, may influence it a little bit as well. Got to come yep. in. Got to come check it out. It is exciting. It's sad all at the same time. So we'll do that when we come back here. Open line to you as well. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. It's Candace Talk. Let's get you up and going this morning here on KQAM. See you right here. into the program 23 minutes past the hour thanks for hanging out with us today on a saturday morning here on the big talker kqam it's kansas talk i'm andy hoosier thanks for hanging out with us right now phil martinez of phil's coins in studio with us as well for a few more minutes 9344 west central avenue buying selling and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs now phil the announcement i'm a little bummed about this i'm a little sad i'm sorry I'm sad, but I'm excited for you. So those that know you and that have been in the shop and that uh, have heard you on the program for years here uh, with this show and with the other shows that we've had and throughout the years that you've been on KQAM and great, been a big, big partner with us, you have a big announcement that by the end of the year, as in like a few weeks from now, you're officially retiring. Yeah. You are stepping away. My wife and I are going to retire. I don't know. I've never seen a Phil Martinez of not working all the time. Like, what are you going to do with yourself? I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've talked, when we were younger, my wife and I actually 
fished every day. Yeah. Literally, I'd come, I'd come, my wife would come home and I'd have the poles and tackle box loaded. We'd go fish till dark during the summer and stuff. But uh, my wife's had enough. Uh, I'm, I'm getting old enough. I've got a knee that's going to be replaced in January, too. So, um, you know, I'm getting to where I hobble around like a little old man. I can't get around, can't do the uh, things I used to do. But I seem so, to remember you having an issue a few months ago, and you were still, like, doing construction around your house. Well, sure. So. God, you can't, just because you hurt, you can't stop working. <laughs> I mean, you know, I put up electrical lights all, all last weekend. But, uh, yeah, uh, Linda and I are going to retire uh, as of January 1st. Uh, we have sold the business to my son, Michael. So Michael has been with me probably at least 25 years. So Michael working under, in the shop, working in the shop, maybe okay. 30 years. Michael understands the business. Uh, so our whole plan was to guarantee that when Linda and I retired, that this shop would be there for our customers. I had a chance to sell the shop somewhere else and do something else with it. And uh, my lawyer's advice was I was an idiot to take a loss for that much money just to make sure that the shop stayed for, for my customers. And, he, and I said, well, I love my customers. We are, we've been blessed to have the best customers in the world. I'm going to start crying now, <laughs> but, uh, they've all been wonderful. We love all of you, but, uh, it's time to step down and my son's going to take over, but the shop will be there and we should be able to take care of all your coin needs just like we always have. You guys have been amazing for the uh, so many years that you've been rocking this thing. And like you said, even with your son helping out. So it's staying in the family and yes. you'll still be around. You'll still yep. be around it. And you may even pop into the shop every once in a while, I'm sure, to kind of oversee and make sure everything's still uh, being taken care of. I don't know about the, oversee. I may <laughs> pop into the shop. Now and say I, hi to the family to buy and the something customers. probably won't be oversee anything. <laughs> I've, it's, uh, he's got his ideas about how what he wants to do and how he wants to run the shop. And, sure. And... Uh, so for all these times that he thought dad was a total idiot, he may find out the idiot wasn't so dumb after <laughs> all. He's, he's, he's going to have a learning curve there. But uh, sometimes that's how you learn. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, you, you have to, definitely. It is, well, it, I can just say from having you on the show so many times and being into the shop that I have, it is such an amazing atmosphere. And I'm excited to see what Michael's going to do with it. Yep. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll still be uh, be able to work with him as well on the radio show. And I, we had talked about a little bit off the air about uh, in January having both of you come in at the same time. Yep. And do a, do a handoff on that as well, a little bit on the air. Yeah. So we can continue to have that conversation. But um, I'm I'm sad. I'm still going to have to get you on the air and just talk about not just well, that, but then politics as well. Because I, told, I, I, it's not the show without you coming in at least once a month. Well, I I appreciate that. I really do. And like I told you, you know, we we can still talk coins if you want to talk coins, and if you want to talk politics, uh, all I can tell you is Biden. I'm out there. I'm coming for you. Ain't going to show you no mercy. I'm sorry. That's just the way I am. And uh, now if Biden does something to change the way he's doing things and there's a good side to him, uh, I might might tell him kudos for that. But if I'm he not, can remember it. But I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not planning on using that kind of language anywhere in the near future. So if he can remember it, that's yeah. right. So what what is the plan? Just uh, like you said, doing a daily fishing trip and just in well, relaxing. I mean, in January, I'm going to have a knee replaced. So that's mm -hmm. going to tie me down for a couple months. I'm trying to wait till March and April. By then, I hope I can get around. And I've got a little bit of yard work to do. And uh, we've got about everything done to the house that we wanted done. And we've gotten the pond the way we want it. We're actually we're getting. We're building crappie bed. We're getting ready to start building crappie beds right now. Sure. So we're going to build them and take them out there and sink them and get the 
fish some cover so we know where they're at so it'll be easier to catch there you go and uh but uh yeah we've gotten almost everything we want to the house but i still got um technically there's 15 acres out there sure uh, most of it's pond and house and beach but uh i've got a, i've got about uh, it takes me about four hours to mow and we'd eat the whole basically me eat, I, I do the yard sections so you're gonna be busy Oh, yeah, you're I, gonna I, be staying I, busy. Well, I about got everything done I want. I it's just some of it's just gonna be maintenance stuff. And I keep talking about this, but then my wife keeps saying, Well, you ought to see my honeydew list I've got uh, <laughs> that I've got going. So there's still That's plenty. That's why that, she wants you to retire. Yeah. She's got projects she, for you. She's just had enough. I mean, it's it's you know, every day it's that been, it's been work, work, work. So. It is. Well, Phil, we love you, brother. It's yeah. good to have you on. We're going to get you back on again here soon. But Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue, buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity. Phil, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, I've enjoyed this immensely, and all I can say is God bless all you people out there. Right back here on Kansas Talk on KQAM. You're listening to Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. into the program thanks for hanging out today happy saturday to you welcome into kansas talk right here on wichita's big talker 1480 kqam doing the farewell to mr phil martinez there we'll get him on the show again soon very sad it's been fun he's been family as we've had him on the show for many years and uh officially retiring so good for him i'm excited for him very excited for him a little sad though a little sad gonna be missing him a whole lot we'll get him along with michael the new owner of phil's coins on here after the beginning of the year and see the transition as we continue to work with phil's coins at 9344 west central avenue they are officially open right now until 2 30 this afternoon go and check those guys out we always love it oh by the way i want to tell you about our other great partners and family here on the program that is napoleon appliance repair let me see hold on here let me i gotta i gotta find this because this was we have to mention it as uh here we go the as you know the wichita eagle comes out with their businesses of the year wichita's best of the community and i want to read you something that's in the wichita best uh, article from this year's wichita eagle 2022 napoleon appliance repair has the best team of professionals for all appliance repair and installation needs in the area the repair team promises to treat clients and their homes with respect, meaning that they are always on time, give fair repair estimates, and leave the home neat and clean. Napoleon Appliance Repair is known best for specializing in residential refrigeration and ice maker repairs. Check these guys out. Napoleon Appliance Repair, and you can give them a call, 316-409-1525. Also find them on Facebook at Napoleon Appliance Repair, LLC. But winning 2022's Wichita Eagle Best of Wichita for Appliance and Home Repair. Napoleon Appliance Repair, we love those guys. And congratulations on your big win this year with the Wichita Eagles Best of 2022. That's the kind of service that you get with those guys. We're proud to have them here on KQEM and proud to have them right here on Candace Talk with us as well. 
All right, we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. We have uh, some tax revenue coming into the state of Kansas. We have the jobs report at the national level. I had talked a little bit about the jobs report yesterday on the national program with the Voice of Reason, and I got a couple of emails from some people that were, uh, I uh, maybe they didn't get the sarcasm and maybe I didn't clarify myself as good as I should have. So I want to have some conversation about that here in a little bit as well. Let's go to the phones, though. 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK, as it is open lines to you. Right now, line at number one. Good morning, who's this? Hey, my homie. What's happening, Mr. Sean? How we doing? Oh, doing fantastic. I'm over here at the lake, the Twin Lakes. i having my morning Joe and had my devotion. There you go. Conversation with uh, Jesus. That's uh, Jesus, if you speak American. Oh, okay. Uh, well, hey, you know what? That's a productive morning already, then. Yeah. What? Uh, let me ask you, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was a fantastic Thanksgiving. I it, here's the thing, uh, Mrs. Voice of Reason made the best turkey that we could have had. I tried to put it in the microwave, but she would not allow me to do so because uh, I was asking. I was trying to ask everybody how many minutes per pound that you put a turkey in the microwave for for Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, so that didn't work out too well. But she made an amazing turkey. She got up way early, and we had ours for lunchtime, which is great because then. I ate it, and then I hit that. You ever hit that wall? You're like, I need to take a nap right now. I don't care what I'm doing, and I will fall asleep right in the middle of what I'm doing if I have to. I laid down. I took a two and a half hour nap on Thanksgiving Day, and I was dead to the world. Apparently, our neighbors came over, ringing the doorbell and banging on the door. And our living room's right there by the front door, and I was out and didn't even hear it. So uh, it was great. I had a fun time, got some rest, and uh, hopefully, you guys did as well and uh, got to stuff yourself with the turkey and the stuffing and everything else. Well, I skipped Thanksgiving this year. You did? Yeah. See, here's what I did. The Sunday before Thanksgiving, I went on a starvation diet. Okay. For, for 10 days, dude, I didn't eat one morsel of food. Good for you. And I never got hungry. I never got hungry either. Yeah. And uh, I, didn't drink, I didn't drink one ounce of brewage and... Uh, I went from 240, 250 pounds all the way down to 198 pounds. I tell you, that purge, the fasting, the purge, the getting rid of the adult beverages and not eating for a short amount of time, I give you massive props and kudos. How do you feel now? I mean, I'm sure you feel great. Oh, yeah. I I feel lighter. Actually, I still got the problem with this nerve in my neck, so I'm still having the pain. Uh, at times it, it, it's, uh, mild at times it's not so mild and then my back is still bothered. It's not as bad as it was, but I tell you for the last two or three months, my back is really giving me hell. So, and I'm really tired of having every morning when I get up, take my, uh, Prilosec, I got to also, and my vitamins, I also got to, uh, you know, drop uh, 1600 milligrams of, uh, ibuprofen. And I, I just hate taking you know, stuff like that because it's bad for the liver. And then rubbing some aspirin cream with lidocaine down in my lower back, you know, uh, it helps, but uh, I'm just tired of it. So anyway, yeah, I didn't eat a thing. I uh, Good for you. I kept busy. I did my uh, uh, spring cleaning early. I still got odds and ends to do. Uh, <clears throat> You're starting your spring cleaning in the middle of winter. That's uh, I, I give you props. You are already on the ball for the year. You're starting off 2023 pretty great. Yeah, well, uh, besides uh, making repairs as well, uh, I get my place ready for some remodeling uh, uh, starting in um, 
April or May, as soon as the weather warms up and gets, uh, you know, and stays warm. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna uh, do uh, a little a little remodel work, and um, I'm thinking about rearranging my place too. You know, maybe doing something different. I don't know. I kind of like the way it is now because it's it's comfortable. Yeah. So I'm just gonna have to see. I'm planning on getting a, a bigger flat screen TV because I measured the one I had yesterday. Measured the screen from you know the inside end to end, and. Uh, it's only 27 and three quarter inches and I want like a 48 or 64 inch with a wireless home, uh, a home theater system, you there know, you seven channel and all that stuff. So yeah, I got a lot of, uh, you know, I'm making a list of plans for the future, but yeah, I mean, I got, I can zip up two winter coats a lot easier now, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I need to lose like another 30 or 40 pounds cause, uh, Back in uh, uh, 2006, uh, when I was issued uh, a bunch of gear uh, in the Army, uh, uh, in a new uh, uh, Army parka, Gore-Tex parka, I only weighed 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I could get the zipper started, but I can't zip that up. And I really like that thing because it's Gore-Tex, man. It's wind and waterproof, so... With a hood on it and a, a police liner, and <clears throat> so I need to lose more weight anyway. So hey, uh, we are on a great start. Well, you're on a great start. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and look, people like to you know make fun of the fasting, and, and but I'm telling you, it is amazing because once you get through the first day and a half, two days of like the hunger pains and your stomach kind of growling a little bit, after you get past that first two days, the rest of it is downhill from there. You don't like you said, you're not hungry, you don't feel the pain as long as you're drinking lots of water, drinking lots of tea, then you know you don't get the hunger headaches, you don't get the grouchiness or the hangriness, you don't get once you break through that barrier, and then you just feel better from there, and it cleanses your body it purifies it gets rid of all the garbage that you've been eating and fast food and adult beverages and everything else and it just makes you feel good i uh, i started it this week i got to day number three myself this week because i wanted to do it after thanksgiving and then i realized that i caught myself and i said well i'm gonna do the same thing for christmas and new year's again i don't know why i'm doing this right now so i started eating a little bit again and then i'll probably do mine beginning of january after all the holidays yeah everybody is Everybody else is crying about getting fat from Thanksgiving dinner, and me, I lost 50 pounds. <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I, I deserve I deserve some adult beverages. So when I leave here in a few minutes, I'm going to go get me a six-pack. I'm just not going to drink as much beer as I was drinking. That'll definitely help keep the weight down because there's no way in, no way in hell. Am I going to drink light beer, man? I cannot stand light beer. Can't do light beer. Well, you're not going to need as much, though. Now, you know, you've lost it, you've cleansed, and you haven't drank it in a while, and you've lost a lot of weight, so you're not going to need to drink as much. You drink one or two, and you're going to be feeling good. Oh, yeah. Hey, dude, um, I went to a Walmart and spent about 169 bucks on groceries uh, a couple days ago, and... Um, I got some barbecue sauce while I was there, some honey barbecue sauce. But man, that barbecue sauce, uh, you left me there at the station. That smoking Elvis's. Sure. I need another bottle of that, man. <laughs> I got a couple of ribeyes in the freezer, and uh, maybe in a couple of months or two, I'm going to eat one of them. And I want, I want to try that stuff on the uh, uh, 
on on the state again. Well, I got I'm telling you, I, I think I'm out on this end, but that was hat tip to Wichita Barbecue Store from a few months ago, and they came out and they did some giveaways with us on the air, and they uh, they uh, they got some of it for our great listeners. So yeah, check them out at Wichita Barbecue Store, and uh, they have it there. And uh, yeah, I I have not tried that one yet, so I'm excited to give that one a shot. What's your address? Uh, well, let me do a little Google search here for you real quick uh, because I don't remember. Uh, uh, let's see, Wichita Barbecue Store, 6810 West Kellogg Drive. little shout-out to those guys because they are a partner here on KQAM and KGSO. And uh, they're, well, we love them. we got to actually get them back on the air. We wanted to do so around the holidays, so it might be a good time to get them on the air again. 6810 West Kellogg Drive, wichitabarbecuestore.com as well. And uh, check those guys out. But that's where that came from, and hat tip to them for allowing us to do some fun giveaways a few months ago. Yeah, well, great. I'll uh, I'll put that on my grocery list for next month because I've done spend a lot of money this month, and I'm on a I'm on a uh, tight budget. So act- budget. I spent two actually. So I'm gonna have to uh, be really frugal for the rest of the month, and then I'll just get that stuff. I'll go out there next month and get some. So anyway, there it hey is. man, you have a weekend, and uh, I might uh, drop by with something for you, a little something something that I'm gonna pick up at Davis uh, Liquor. <laughs> drop it off at secretary's desk like uh some uh, uh super hot jalapeno potato hotter than i think they're called hotter than hot jalapenos potato chips hey there I know we go you, i know you like that stuff because you're kind of warped like yeah, a that. little bit you know you know what's funny so we have as you know we have in our building now we have our spanish radio station as well they d- apparently laugh at me because i eat spicier foods than them right now which so you know this it's all right it, it all bounces out they give us a try on the mexican food and then i show them the heat and it all works out perfect oh great all right man you have a great weekend we'll uh talk to you again probably next saturday sean we appreciate it very much and i'm so happy for you my friend i'm glad you're feeling good and doing well and happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. Let's go back to it here, line at number two. Good morning, who's this? Oh, I guess we launched it. Give us a call back. We want to hear from you as well. Yes, I'm glad you guys had a great Thanksgiving, and we appreciate that very much. All right, let's take a break here real quick. When we come back, we'll have our update from the AARP. Also, some issues that we need to talk about throughout the program today. Uh, Kansas tax revenue coming in slightly lower than projections month over month. Kind of an interesting time for that to be coming in low when we've been hitting like a 22-month streak for tax revenue coming in higher than projections in our state. And now after the election, shocker. And during the holidays, we see the tax revenue coming in slightly lower. They're changing the formula on the way they're going to be guesstimating and calculating the projections on the month-over-month tax revenue. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Plus, to kick off hour number two, we have Elizabeth Patton, the Kansas Director for the Americans for Prosperity. Uh, As we love having them on, we've had Michael Austin on many times. Elizabeth's been on a few times with us as well. And we're going to talk about her thoughts on the economy, plus wrapping up this year, going into 2023, and the legislative session with uh, our discussion on taxes. Now that we have the makeup of what our Congress, or at least our government in the state, will look like with our legislature and with our governor and everybody else, what we can actually anticipate to see happen this year. So we got a lot to get to. We'll talk about some of that and we'll get your thoughts on it as well. It is a Saturday morning, and we are so close. We have this. Hold on. Here. We have this episode and two more before the Christmas and New Year's holidays where we'll have some best of programs for you. So, I want to hear your New Year's resolutions. I want to hear what your thoughts are and what you want to see for the state of Kansas. I want to hear your thoughts on where we're going in our state as we move forward and kick off 2023. It's Kansas Talk. It's the Big Talker, 1480 KQAM. Stay right here.
talking again with the AARP, whether it's the Fraud Watch Network, Retirement Calculator, getting involved in the community. Make sure to check them out online, aarp.org slash ks for the state of Kansas. Also find them and follow them on their social media as well. And on the line with us this week is Mary. Mary, how are you today? I'm doing great, Andy. How about you? Doing good. Always good to chat with you as we wrap up the month of November, get into December. We're obviously still in holiday mode, which means even though Black Friday's done, Cyber Monday's done, the shopping is still (laughs) ongoing. The holiday specials are still ongoing, which means also the holiday shopping scams are still ongoing. What's the latest that you guys have heard? Oh, yeah. You know, we really want to make sure people be very careful this holiday season. There's a lot of great deals out there, but if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I wanted to talk today a little bit about a survey we did about holiday shopping scams. And we found out that three out of four U.S. consumers have experienced or been targeted by at least one fraud or scam that's tied to holidays. So that's why we want to make sure that people are really super vigilant this year when they they do their holiday shopping. Absolutely. Talk about the kind of scams that there are. Obviously, even though Cyber Monday is done, people are still buying a lot of stuff online along with going to their local shops. But what could we be concerned about this year? Yeah, you know, Cyber Monday is gone. Black Friday is gone. But like you said, there's, you know, the stores, are they want you to buy. They, they, they want you to, they want to hook you in. So they're offering deals constantly. If, if, you know, one day goes by, then the next day you've got another deal coming up. So, which is great, but you just have to be careful. I wanted to talk about the three, the three things to be watchful um, for this holiday season. One is charitable donations. Mm. And, you know, we just had Giving Tuesday. And so people, or asking for money and, 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 you know, and of course it's great to, to contribute to a cause that, that's dear to your heart, but you really have to be careful to make sure that you're giving to the charity that you want to give and that the money is, is going directly to that charity. Um, also purchasing online, you know, we always talk about online ads and people clicking the links and ads and we want to warn people to be sure that instead of clicking that link, go to the advertiser's website and find the deal there. And then also um, folks receive fake notifications about shipping issues. Oh, your package is delayed. Click on this link so you can find out why or track, you know. So be sure, be sure to be careful about clicking on any kind of link. Yeah, that is very true. I've heard that a lot of them, and honestly, one of the biggest demographics that will be affected by some of that are the younger generation where they see ads on some of the social media with Facebook or on Instagram or on TikTok or something like that, and then clicking on it and it being the wrong website or maybe going to a fake website where they get your information. Exactly, exactly. And and like you said, you know, it, it's not just older people who are impacted the criminals are out there to get everybody. So yeah. they're going to, they're targeting anybody and everybody. And and so, yeah, um, you know, um, when they, we know that criminals can target a shopper's shipping experience and, and a shopping experience. And so um, they can, they can track you down, especially the more information you put out there on Facebook or Twitter, you know, the easier it is for them to kind of build a profile of you and know what you like and how you shop. So that's another thing to be careful when you're when you're clicking on those links. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned a lot of the charities and the donations there. Obviously, with with a lot of charities, especially maybe veterans or homeless individuals. I mean, if you see these ads, it's great. But you always recommend to go directly to the website that you know, as opposed to clicking on links that take you to an external site. Correct. Exactly, and you can take it a step further. You can check out 
your charity by there's three places you can go. There's Charity Navigator. Um, another one is called Charity Watch. And also the Better Business Bureau has a Wise Giving Alliance. And they rate the organization so that you know that your money is either going to administration of the charity or the charity, what they do, what the, what the, their purpose is and how much the, um, you know, the percentage is. So yeah, check those out. If you don't want to, you know, you, if, if, you know, whatever you do before you give, you want to make sure that money goes to the right place. So, so don't, you know, go directly to the website or check it out on one of the charity navigator or charity watch places. I love it. Great information. Also, talk about what else you guys have going on with the AARP. I know you always have your virtual conferences, all your entertainment that you have, but what else are you doing with the AARP? Yeah, well, and and I wanted to direct people, if they want to know more about holiday scams, they can go to aarp.org slash holiday scams 2022, and they can see the survey and and what were some of the top um, scams and, and how they can avoid them. We're also doing a virtual event on December the 6th at 6 p.m., and that's how to avoid um, any kind of scams. Um, you're going to get tips on how to find out if the gift card that you bought has zero balance or if it's actually the amount of money that you thought was on the gift card. There's going to be some tips and tricks like that. So be sure to go to our website and find out about the, the, the fraud webinar on December 6th. I think it'll be very helpful for people. But as you said, we have a lot more things. We've got holiday concerts, um, inter- interesting food that you can learn about, recipes during the holidays, of course, physical fitness classes that you can do online, all kinds of things. So, And everything can be found at www.aarp.org. Always great information. Make sure to check them out online at aarp.org. For the state of Kansas. There it is. That was the latest update from the AARP. We always appreciate them very much as well. All right. Hour number one, all wrapped up. It goes by way too darn fast. When we come back here, we have Elizabeth Patton, Americans for Prosperity. We'll talk about the economy, state, the taxes, everything else going on here in the state of Kansas. Plus, it's open lines to you to wrap up the program as well as we have some federal issues to talk about. The jobs report coming out, the inflation reports that are coming out. Also, the Tweety with Elon Musk and releasing documents internally from Twitter affecting the elections, covering up certain things because why the heck not? It's all being released. Elon Musk, not caring, man. He just don't care. He's releasing all of it. He's about true transparency, and it's kind of awesome to watch. We'll talk about all that and more. Get your thoughts on it as we come back. But until then, hour number two, right around the corner, it's Candace Talk. It's Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 KQAM. Lots more. Stay here. Unfiltered. Broadcasting live from West Wichita in the KQAM studios. It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Good 
Good golly, the time flies right on by. Hour number one all wrapped up. Hour number two officially underway. Welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out today and happy Saturday. What up? Getting you up and moving for another Saturday morning here on Wichita's Big Talker 1480KQAM. It's Kansas Talk. I'm Andy Hoosier. And welcome aboard. Big hour number one already. Phil Martinez of Phil's Coins. It was always good to have him on the program. Yes, we will get him back on the program even with his official announcement of retirement at the end of the year. We're still going to have some fun with Phil Martinez on the show. Plus with Michael, the new owner and son of Phil Martinez, taking over Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue, buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs. Check them out online, philscoins.com. Coming up this hour, we have a lot of economic talks because, you know, I'm a dork like that. We enjoy talking about the economy and taxes and inflation and everything else. We have the jobs report at the national level. We have here in the state of Kansas tax revenue coming in in the last month lower than anticipated, breaking like a 22-month streak with tax revenue that's been coming in higher than projected and anticipated. So we'll get to that here in just a little bit as well. But I want to shift gears as we talk with our next guest on the program. Really happy to have this next guest back on the show. It's been a while since we've had her on. She is the state director for Americans for Prosperity right here in the state of Kansas. Excited to have back on Elizabeth Patton. Elizabeth, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. It's always good to talk with you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. It's that time of year. Can you believe 2022 is wrapped up already? This is insane. I cannot. It's gone so fast. It's been a busy year, but yeah, we're almost done. Can't believe we're into December. We are almost done. I got to get your thoughts uh, from where you are. I know we just wrapped up the midterm elections here in the state just last week, or I guess this last week that we had, last couple of days. Uh, Secretary of State Scott Schwab has officially finalized the canvassing of the midterm elections for our state. How did you guys fare up in your area? So we had a good night, except for uh, in Johnson County. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's the Trouble County uh, all the time. Trouble County, uh, but even there, we still had some great wins with some candidates that we had supported. Uh, really looking forward to working with them. Um, some excellent freshmen coming in um, to the state house, and they are really ready to be good policy champions for uh, the issues we care about. So. Um, good. Still, still some bright spots, even um, even with a little sad um, up there in uh, in the Trouble County. Sure, that is true. Well, we still have a supermajority in the state legislature with Republicans, which is good news. We don't have the super, supermajority that we kind of wanted with the 90-plus, but at least right. we still have the supermajority of Republicans. Going into this next session, this legislative session of 2023, how does the makeup look in your thoughts, and how do we counter this? Now we still have our supermajority in the legislature but we still have a Democrat governor. How is this year going to fare, do you think? Yeah, so in my opinion, um, I am I am optimistic, and I, I tell you why. Only because, you know, I, I would say I've gotten to this point after being um, disappointed at the outcome of the gubernatorial election um, and, and had to really think through it. But our, our Kansas House of Representatives has moved um, to a stronger position from a policy uh, perspective at the caucus. And we've got some great folks that will be there. And I'm really looking forward to working with uh, the new leadership as well. I think uh, everyone who's running, um, it, it's a little bit refreshing because you have a lot of really strong leaders um, who are all coming to the table with really good ideas. Uh, and and that is that has not always been the case. Um, and we still did have some policy wins under Kelly this last um, four years. And so between that and the strong leadership we have in the Senate, um, I think while our agenda may have shifted a little bit with with 
that strategy, I ultimately think we're still going to be able to get some good things done uh, because of our House and Senate um, and the good members we have there who are going to work really hard for economic policies that make sense for our state. Yeah, yeah. I still think that Republicans are fired up right now because obviously with what's going on at the federal level, seeing the high inflation, seeing the Biden uh, Biden economy right now, seeing the high gas prices, we're going to do what we can to try and protect ourselves as a state to try and limit that damage coming into the state. The problem is, you know, it's uh, I don't know. Do you think Governor Kelly's going to try and work with us? Because now she realizes that, you know, we have a Republican uh, secretary of state. We have a Republican attorney general. We have a Republican legislature. There's not much she can do on her own. Or do you think she's going to try and bunker and hunker down because this is her last uh, time in office and she doesn't care because she doesn't have to worry about reelection. So she's going to go further to the left. You know, um, I think that's a good question, and I wish I had a crystal ball to, to know. But just based on what we've seen, I am hopeful that while I think um, there might be a little bit of a shift, I I think largely we're going to see a pretty similar dynamic than we saw the last time, and there will be times where we will have to override her vetoes. Um, there will be times we will not agree, but I do still think um, that we'll be able to get good things done for our state, um, hopefully like tax reform or maybe some good budget reform to help our fiscal policies. Uh, get better because we've anyway there's a lot of work to do in our state yeah, uh, so i'm hopeful that we can get there there's definitely a lot of work we have to do we're talking with elizabeth Patton, americans for prosperity state director here in the state of kansas let's talk about real quickly the news that we saw just come out yesterday kansas collected 5.3 percent less in taxes than expected for the month of november the first time in more than two years that collections fall fell short of the state's monthly target uh elizabeth we are in holiday mode the month of november included black friday and cyber monday and all of the holiday shopping which means that we had probably massive amounts of state uh sales tax revenue that was coming into the state with all of the holiday shopping and yet we came in over five percent below the anticipation and breaking a two-year streak what do you think happened last month oh i feel like i i lost you a little bit i hope Uh-oh. you can hear me yeah, yeah, you're still good. You're breaking up a little Hi. bit, but we still got you. But so, why why do okay. you think that we saw a five percent reduction in sales tax revenue during one of the busiest shopping months of the entire year last month? That doesn't make any sense to me. I think you're still looking at the fact that individuals, especially on the sales tax revenue front, I think individuals um, they are feeling the pinch of inflation buying power. Um, you look at even things like you know, turkeys for Thanksgiving, gosh, those were up 21%. You know, it's just everything adds up and it just, it it greatly reduces Kansas buying power. And I think you see the difference, the, the, the wages and the price increases, they're, they're just right now, it's hard to match those up like we've done in the past. And I think it's catching up to us. Yeah, it's very strange. The weird part is at the federal level, they keep saying that consumers are spending more money than ever before, and we're seeing this increase. We're seeing consumer debt increase with credit card companies that are reporting more money there. We're seeing more people, according to, again, according to the experts at the federal level, we're spending just as much, if not more, money than ever before. Oh, yeah. My thought is, is it because we're actually buying more things, or are we just trying to buy the same amount of things and it's just more expensive? The second part, exactly what you're saying. We're trying to buy the same amount of things, and it's more expensive. Absolutely. It is concerning. Um, 
Yeah. It is. And now we have the state government that's kind of that's going to be changing their their projections and changing their algorithm, changing their formula and how we're going to be ex- anticipating the monthly uh, tax revenue for the state. Are they going to lower the expectations now because well, because we're feeling the pinch, now we just lower the expectation, we can hit the projections and then guess what the Kelly administration can say that we're moving forward and everything's all hunky-dory. I mean, is that what we're going to see here in the next few months, you think? <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we do see, although we didn't see that in the previous administration. They, they didn't do it that way, uh, of course. But I think um, even if they do that, the fact of the matter is we're, we want to help educate uh, folks to know that um, there is just a ton of work to do on Kansas state budget and spending. And the projections matter if our, if our budget and our state spending can get under control, then we are still, we can still be in a fine fiscal position as a state. Um, And at the end of the day, our tax revenues have still been so high and they've been receiving so much extra for so long. I'll tell you what, there is still plenty of room to give people relief and keep more of their hard-earned money. Um, And I believe that strongly. Yeah, amen to that. As we talk about economic issues and go into the session, we have obviously the big discussion that was during the election and the gubernatorial race was the fact that we wanted to end the sales tax on food immediately because that was such a huge thing right now that we wanted to cut. And Governor Kelly even took the Republican stance on this as well. If we're going to cut the tax immediately instead of a tiered step program over the next few years, do you think that's going to be a priority for legislators going in at the beginning of January? You know, I think that it's something worth a conversation. And I've also heard, you know, you've heard the the retired tax free plan as well. And I think while those are good and important, and it, 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 it impacts people. I think we can be we can go bigger in Kansas. I really do um, without being irresponsible. And I think we can give people an even greater um, break on their taxes in Kansas because we are one of the highest. If you consider all the legs of taxation in our state, um, we are still really up there. And we're also one of the second most governed states in the whole country. We are the second most governed state in the whole country. And we have a lot of excess waste. And I think when you look at all of those things, um, we can afford to do better than just food sales tax. I think that's that's fine. That's a good step. But holistically, like there's there can be a bigger impact on people's pocketbooks, and we should uh, pursue that and not not take uh, not take lightly people's um, uh, tax burden. I like that idea. What other taxes could we focus on? Uh, would it be the income taxes or corporate taxes? Yeah. What, could, what should we do? I think both. I think what we should do. We've seen it in a, in several other states, and we see. Um, what North Carolina has done um, is really interesting to me, where we have a lower, flatter, simpler tax for both individuals and corporations. Um, so both so businesses are feeling that, but that also helps them um, have stronger wages for their um, employees. But then individuals themselves, families, they get real relief and they have a simpler tax code and it's smarter, it's easier. And we also compare that with a buy down. So as our state gets stronger, it just naturally lowers over time. And that would be such a great way to do it because it's matching with our state growth. And if we pair that with smart budget, that's one of the things that the missing piece we were missing last time, we went with some tax reform. Um, we There wasn't the attention to the spending and the budget. And Kansas state spending has ballooned, especially under the Kelly administration. But even in the last probably 10, 15 years, it's gone up, uh, gosh, nearly 60%. And we have just got a report that we'll be releasing in a few weeks that talks through where there is bloat in the Kansas state budget Mm. and where it's just not meeting muster on efficiencies or even in outcomes on on different things and where we can definitely afford to be smarter with the way we structure our budget so that we have long-term fiscal health for our state. 
Boy, wouldn't that be nice. Actually streamlining the process of making things more efficient. Because you're right. Well, we did our major tax cuts years ago under the Brownback administration and the quote-unquote Kansas experiment. We cut the taxes, but we never looked at the spending at the state level. And we have to look at the spending. And if there's programs that are not working, we need to get rid of them. And if there are some that need additional investment to make them more efficient, then we need to look at that as well. We haven't been able to do that because there's been so many Democrats and moderates and so many administrations that refuse to touch it. And then we have the Kelly administration. That's sitting there saying that every department and agency is just on a skeleton program and we just need more money invested into them. Right, right. And just blindly throwing money at the problem does not fix it. We've seen that time and again. And you (laughs) put the nail on the head exactly how we need to look at that budget um, and be smart about it because we can be. And we can be smart and responsible and thrive as a state. And uh, I'm excited about that prospect. I love that. we got a few minutes left here, Elizabeth. But talk about what else you guys are doing with the Americans for Prosperity. Obviously, if you're releasing this report, this is going to be good news. What else are you guys working on now that the elections are over? And as we gear up for smaller elections throughout the state next year and in the big election two years from now with our session coming up in a few months as well. Yeah, we really want to focus on those fiscal issues. Um, obviously, regulatory burden has been a hallmark for our chapter for a long time. And I think, you know, we were disappointed at the outcome of that amendment in November, but there's still work to do in making sure that unelected bureaucrats aren't running the show in Topeka and making decisions with the rule of law when they're not the legislators. Um, so uh, we still think there are opportunities to make some improvements in that, and those actually have an impact on our budget as well. And, uh, and fees towards small businesses and all of those things. So um, we're hopeful to still tackle some of that and make it just easier for Kansans to succeed. Um, we're looking at um, what opportunities we can to uh, improve access to health care for Kansans without growing government and doing expanded Obamacare and throwing a lot of taxpayer money at socialized medicine. We think we can have a personal option that puts people in control in a way that lowers costs and increases access for our whole state. Um, And we're also really interested in education freedom. So we're funding the kids Mm. and we're not funding, we're funding students, not systems. And we think that's a really important change we should make uh, to improve Kansas educational outcomes in our state. I love it. You guys got one heck of a platform, and it's going to be a hard-fought battle for the legislative session this year. What blows my mind, and we've talked with uh, a few other organizations as well, Kansas Policy Institute and others, uh, talking about the amount of money going into education. We're now the per-head spending for each child in our education system in Kansas is sitting at near seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000 a head. When I first started in radio here about seven, eight, nine, ten years ago here in Kansas, it was. It, we were talking about it. How it shattered the record, sitting at eleven thousand dollars. Now we're at eighteen thousand dollars, and I'm pretty sure, Elizabeth, that the quality of education has not increased with that increase in spending. <laughs> it has not. And you know, you look at that, and you look at our outcomes, and they just don't match. And like I said, we want to fund students, not systems. We want to make sure the kids are getting those outcomes they deserve. Because right now, I think only. Oh, I forget the stat, but even even in even in higher ed, I think we're only retaining about 30% of our college graduates. And it's like, you know, with all of these things in Kansas, and you look at Florida, and you look at their K-12 system, and 20 years ago, Kansas outcomes were higher than Florida's. And then in the last 20 years, Florida has implemented these educational freedom efforts and these better reforms that are smarter and student-focused. And it looks like a cross where Kansas outcomes have lowered and Florida's have gone up. And we've completely switched places. And that's the wrong direction policy-wise for our state. And we can definitely do better and make sure 
parents and families are able to make the decision that's really best for them and focus on their students because we all know kids are different um, and putting them in a one-size-fits-all um, system, it may not be what's best for everybody, and that's okay, uh, but we want to make sure everyone has access to the best education possible regardless of zip code. I love it. It's what we're all about. we got to start cleaning up the system and making it a little more streamlined and making things, again, like you said, more efficient across the board. It's Elizabeth Patton, Americans for Prosperity for the state of Kansas. Go and check those guys out. I love everything you guys are doing, Elizabeth. Anything we can do here on the radio program, we want to continue to help you guys and push that agenda. Let's get some good stuff done this year. What do you think? Thank you so much. We really appreciate your support. Um, we love to have um, We love to have the opportunity to talk about what we do, and we're so excited to um, continue this conversation hopefully during session as well oh absolutely we're going to get you guys on a lot during the session and i am excited for legislative session of 2023 because we are not going to take the crap of governor kelly we're going to make sure that she falls in line with us elizabeth good to talk to you That's my fun. friend let's do it again real soon Thanks. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. That's Elizabeth Patton there, Americans for Prosperity, state director here in the state of Kansas. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, open lines to you for the rest of the show. We'll talk about some other job report information, talk about what we mentioned briefly on the show yesterday, and then get you set with some other issues as well. Open lines for the last little bit. It's Kansas Talk. It's the Big Talker, 1480 KQAM. Happy Saturday to you. Stay here. Seven minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Thanks again, Elizabeth Patton, coming on the show, Americans for Prosperity. Programming note for you here on KQAM going into the rest of the day. And for our sister station over at KGSO, I want to give you a little bit of a heads up if you listen throughout the program and listen throughout the day, which we always thank you and love you very much doing so. We have high school basketball, a tournament going on right now this weekend. It's been over on our sister station at KGSO yesterday and on Thursday. The final game of that tournament will be right here on KQAM tonight. That's at 6 p.m. You can listen to that game here on 1480 KQAM with high school basketball. Also, we always do a program as well before a Wichita State Shocker basketball game called Shocker Sound Off. And that game, or that show, one-hour program is kind of a pre-game to that leading up to tip-off. Again, usually over on our sports station, KGSO. But that will be on this station as well at 5 p.m. leading right up before the high school basketball game. So we'll have Shocker Sound Off at 5 p.m. and then high school basketball at 6 p.m. here on KQAM. The reason that they're over here is because our sister station, KGSO, they have a lot of things going on. So at 11 o'clock, we have uh, Oklahoma Sooner Basketball which you can listen to again on 1410 AM, 93.9 FM, KGSO. But then after that, we are covering a lot of college football. At 2.30, we have the SEC Football Championship going on. And then at 7 o'clock, we have also the Big Ten Football Championship as well. So there are sporting events going on on both stations. You can always tune in either here on 1480 KQAM and our sister station again at 1410 KGSO. Also on the FM at 93.9. And, of course, we have our other two stations with 99.7, Hank FM for your classic country, and 102.5 with La Raza, Spanish music as well. So uh, always proud of everything we're doing here at Stackline Communications, but we have a lot of different programming going on and some specialty things with the sporting events going on today, so you can stay tuned in with those as well. All right, with that being said, we got just about 45 seconds before our bottom of the hour, so I don't have time to do a whole lot. We have some calls on the line. Don't hang up. We're going to start off the next segment with you right around the corner. I want to get your thoughts on everything we've covered and beyond today as well. Also, Michael Brown with the weekend coming up around the corner. 
in 11 o'clock here on KQAM as well. A reminder for you, and we're going to be starting our presentation of that here soon, but because, remember, it's Christmas time. If you remember, we love doing our 36 hours of Christmas music here on KQAM. That is not going away. But yours truly, we're going to give you an extra hour because why the heck not? So on Christmas Eve on Saturday, after this program at 11 a.m., instead of waiting till noon, we're going to kick off the Christmas music right away. That's in three weeks from now. And you can listen to full 36 hours of nonstop Christmas music with all of our great partners and right here at 1480 KQAM. Good stuff coming up for the holidays. We'll do some more of that when we come back right around the corner. Open lines to you right here on Candace Talk on the Big Talker KQAM. To Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. I just realized I think we need to start playing some Christmas music on the program as well. I have I was so I have my machine here where I can play all my music and I have certain bump music, and then I have my St. Patrick's Day catalog. I need to, I need to add the Christmas catalog now because it's that time. Good golly. How the time flies. Oh, can you count the days? Welcome back into the program. Last half hour on the home stretch here on Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 KQAM. It's Kansas Talk. I'm Andy Hoosier. Welcome aboard and happy Saturday. A few things I want to mention here as we throw out some of the issues. We have Twitter releasing some information. We have the U.S. And again, I talked about this yesterday. I think I need to clarify a little bit because I got some emails of people be like, Andy, I don't think you understand the unemployment numbers. I do understand the unemployment numbers. I don't like how the unemployment numbers are calculated. I think that it is extremely manipulated and uh, not accurate. And then we have the tale of two stories where we have one report from CNBC that says jobs, jobs, jobs. Look at all the jobs. We created 262,000 jobs for the month of November, higher than the 200,000 anticipated. But for some reason, the new jobs being added didn't change the unemployment rate. So, again, that just should be a red flag. Why didn't the unemployment rate change when we added new jobs in the private market? I find that kind of interesting. There's a lot of manipulation going on with the unemployment numbers when they calculate it because if someone runs out of unemployment benefits and don't qualify any longer but they're still not looking for a job, then they don't get counted. Or if they're looking for a job on unemployment and they run out, then they don't get counted any longer as well because the benefits just run out. They don't have any more, so they can't be on unemployment any longer. At the same time, you have it's funny how they can manipulate and twist these about. Then you have another story showing that the workforce participation rate is dropping. So I don't know how unemployment can remain the same and we add jobs on a monthly basis higher than projected, but yet for the third straight month, for the month of November, we've seen less people working in the workforce. How do you have a job increase with more people being added to the workforce, but yet people dropping out of the workforce as well while they're saying the economy is doing well? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, for those that don't know, they, they look at the unemployment rate, the way they calculate these things, the way they... They calculate it by saying, okay, if you are actively looking for work, then you get counted as unemployment. Actively looking for work, which means you're on benefits, which means you must be looking actively looking for work. And therefore, those people are the ones that get counted for the unemployment rate. There's another number with worker participation 
within the age of like 18 to 65, or they look at the prime age workers, like 25 to 54, where they show the participation rate there is sitting at 82.4%. Now, to me, that would be the true unemployment number, the people that are not in the workforce, which means technically the 82.4% workforce uh, of the prime aged workers and a total uh, across the entire population of a workforce sitting at 62% of Americans across the entire nation being participating in the workforce. To me, that would be the unemployment number. People that are not in the workforce, whether you're looking for work or whether you're not looking for work, that would be the number for me. That's what I would look at. Okay, 62% of the entire uh, nation is working. Therefore, 38% of the workforce is not, or 38% of the population is not in the workforce. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It we don't want a 100% workforce participation rate. There are people that are younger, under the age of 18 that we don't want to work. There are people at 80 years old that we don't want to work. So we don't want a pure 100% participation workforce, so we have to kind of recalibrate on what we think is a good number or a bad number there. We also have families to where, luckily, there are some that do not have to have both members of the family working. Hopefully, some individuals are still making enough money to where the wife, the spouse, can stay at home and raise the kid, or vice versa. That someone can actually stay at home and only one person has to go and work, and you can still have that somewhat of a family tradition or family values or the family unit together with only one person working and being able to provide for the family. That's the goal here. So we want that. We don't want a pure 100% workforce rate. So we have to look at the line and say, based on who's within the working age and how the economy is doing, on what a good number would be or not be. But that doesn't deter the fact that the unemployment rate, to me at least, should still be who is able-bodied within that working age and is not in the workforce, which would be, by this degree, about a 17 to 18% unemployment rate. But to me, it still doesn't make any sense where we have an unemployment rate that doesn't change when we add 263,000 jobs in the workforce. That means that there's some weird shenanigans going on. Because you would think if we added and we broke the we broke the anticipation and the analysis of what we projected to be new jobs in the nation, that that unemployment rate would change. But it doesn't. Now, of course, then we get to the obvious lies from the Biden administration that we've created 10 million jobs in the nation, that we're all back from COVID-19 and we're get, we're growing bigger and better than faster and, than ever before and, and uh, better than we ever anticipated from COVID to be. Uh, October was sitting at 284,000 jobs as well, still sitting at 3.7% unemployment rate. Doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm curious on how the unemployment rate can stay the same when we add new jobs but a participation force drops. I mean, is there like a balance off here to where we added new jobs, but at the same time other people dropped off? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and I still don't like how they calculate unemployment rates because we shouldn't just be counting the ones that are on unemployment and that are looking for work uh, but can't get it because that number itself is inaccurate, at least in my opinion. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, at the same time, then we have the hourly rates that went up by 5.1% year over year for hourly salaries or hourly pay across the nation year over year, a 5% increase in pay raises, which is good. At the same time, inflation is sitting about 9% year over year. So you're still the 3 to 4% lower in your pay. Thank you, Biden administration. Uh, that's one issue. We got a heck of a lot more. Then it ties into Kansas here where we see the taxes dropping in the state 5.3%, less than taxes, uh, tax revenue for the state for the month of November. The first time in 27 months where Kansas tax revenues came in less 
than projections. That's in the month of November when we had Black Friday, we had Cyber Monday, we had Small Business Saturday, we had major shopping and holiday expenditures in the state, and yet we come in 5% lower than projections. The things that make you go, hmm. So while the Biden administration and everybody's saying the economy is doing oh so well, we're spending less money here in the state even during the holidays. That should be a major red flag for us in the state of Kansas. Your thoughts on all this and more. Let's go to the phones here, shall we? Line at number one. Good morning. Who's this? Scott. Scott, what's going on, sir? Well, we've seen here this year, you know, the increase of the police state to the point where the city manager and mayor are threatened by the police. You know, for too long, the police will control the whole city. And they'll just go around the city council and all those people. Now, one thing for sure is that in this state, as well as most other states in the United States, they have a constitution for that state. And each state constitution clearly says that the legislation of that state, state legislators, are the ones who make law. Nobody else makes law. Now, you got bureaucrats. They'll use the tools of health and safety and try to say, well, hey, we got to do this because of your health or your safety, but that's not law. That's some kind of policy or whatever else they got going on there, and that's not law. Uh, but they'll try to lie and say it's law. Anybody says that they're making law outside of the legislature, in this state is Kansas legislation, then that means they're committing fraud. You know, they, they're working on the color of law, and that, in a way that's fraud too because, it, you know, let's go through – Again, legislator as far because every bill has to be a uh, you know every every law has to be a bill. Yeah, and, and if, if you find something that don't have a bill to it, it ain't law. Sure, it's everywhere in the United States. Well, we got to remind everybody That's as well that during law the that way. You're right. I mean, we got to remind people that during the COVID nineteen pandemic, when they said that we had a mandate and uh, the mandate for the businesses and the mask wearing, the vaccines, that a mandate is not a law. Therefore, they can pass any kind of mandate that they want to, but we do not have to abide by those because that is not law. Well, the thing about it is, like they, they tried to use the health and safety thing to try to say, well, we had to do it for your safety or health. And then the other thing, they try to do a fascist type thing where they're uh, using private businesses to say, well, hey, we're not going to let you in here. We got a right not to serve people. And so they're trying to use that thing. But like say, the consumer can make a difference by saying, hey, we're not going to cater to your business, so you will go out of business. And that's how you handle the the business section because you know they got to have customers yeah exactly now i want to go back to your first point real quick you mentioned that the law enforcement and police here in wichita are getting stronger how are they getting stronger and more powerful it's a police state i mean anytime you can threaten your bosses and there be no repercussions i mean that means that you're uh creating a police state situation in the case of the police what do you mean by what do you mean by threatening your bosses? I'm I'm confused on where. Well, I mean they threatened the mayor. I mean it's in the news here. They threatened the mayor. They had they say, hey, we want the city manager out of there. I mean, how do you tell your boss, hey, we want you out of uh, you know out of your position? Well, you know, they they're you're supposed to be the employee. They're the employee to the people. Well, sure. And, so you know, we hold put on, the hold city on. City manager, and we put the the mayor in charge of that. Uh, correct. Well, what they've done is there are a few members of law enforcement, including the former police chief, Gordon Ramsay, who has signed on to a lawsuit against the city and to the mayor and to the city manager because they've covered up a lot of issues that have gone on 
internally within the city that's involved law enforcement that had to do with some racist issues, that's had to do with some abuse issues, and they want the transparency. So actually the lawsuit that's going on against them is a good thing, and I completely support law enforcement with this law with this lawsuit because they're the, right now the city and the mayor and the city manager allegedly are withholding some information about some racist activity that was done through law enforcement the from the higher-ups of law enforcement that they've covered up uh, throughout the years, and they want that stuff exposed, and they want the transparency for the people to show the transparency that law enforcement is on the side of the people that the city managers are actually holding on to and covering up right now, and they don't want it to be covered up any longer. That's why they're calling for the re- resignment of uh, the city manager and the mayor and some of the stuff that's going on. They want the transparency with the people right now. So this lawsuit's actually a good thing, in my opinion. I, I don't know, because I often see the police are the ones that are doing the corrupt stuff. I mean, you across well, the country. But there's police everywhere doing this stuff, and this place is no exception to that rule. Well, I'm they, sure they I'm sure that there's some shenanigans. Yeah, I'm sure there's some shenanigans place. going on with law enforcement. But there is obviously, a, you, I mean, you know, you, there's a lot of corruption that goes on in government in general, and some of the corruption that went on with the higher ups with law enforcement was covered up through a lot of these city managers and individuals within the city, and that's why when uh, the, the former sheriff. Gordon Ramsay heard about this stuff, or Police Chief Gordon Ramsay, that's why he signed on with this, why other law enforcement chiefs are signing on with this lawsuit, because they want that stuff open so they can start a better relationship with the community, so that way this stuff gets out in the open and they can see what's being covered up. So this lawsuit's actually a good thing, and if you want more transparency with law enforcement, then this is a good lawsuit for you. Yeah, yeah, but one thing about this is that, you know, they're in a situation where they're willing to throw somebody else under the bus to save themselves. That's always the way law enforcement's done across the country. They'll they'll throw somebody else under the bus. But like I say, they've been around long and longer than that mayor or that city manager. They wanted transparency. They can ought to already do that on their own. They don't really have to have that as an excuse. They they could have been transparent if they want to do that. But their thing is they want a a, a, bureauc- a bureaucracy that controls. The, the city manager and the mayor, an unelected group of people who decide, hey, we're going to have this done and this done, and hell with the will of the people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I think that law enforcement needs to be very open and transparent with the people and work with the community. And I think that this lawsuit, in my opinion, is good because that's what it's doing and some of the stuff that has been buried from law enforcement and from the city as a whole with some of the politicians that uh, they're trying to bring that out into the light whether they're covering their own stuff i i I don't know the the beef with gordon ramsay i personally liked it we've had him on the show a couple of times he was a good police chief i know that he had some desire to go back home which is why he left and i'm excited to talk to the new police chief because i want the relationship with law enforcement in the community to be good with the citizens. So, Scott, I appreciate it, my friend. It's a great conversation, and we'll continue that as uh, things progress as well. So the law enforcement uh, lawsuit is very interesting, and, of course, it's all alleged. I don't know all the details about it, so maybe we'll get somebody on to give a little bit deeper detail about that lawsuit as well. But it is good, and if you want transparency from law enforcement, then I think this is the way that it starts, is them realizing what was covered up, things that were buried, and saying, wait a second, we don't want this buried And you guys shouldn't have buried this, and we need to bring it to light to let the people know in the community. 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. 
if you want to join in. we got a few minutes left here. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up things right around the corner. Elon Musk releasing some goodies off of the tweet. He will read some of those when we come back. Is he public enemy number one from the other side of the aisle now that he's released some of the Hunter Biden laptop conversation that was buried in Twitter? Talk about cover-ups. He's releasing it, letting everybody know what happened. The manipulation of the elections. Kind of interesting that he's okay with this. I mean, I, I mean, he's really a non-political guy. He's just all about the transparency. Let's let people know and make their own decisions. And I don't think he has any favorability towards Joe Biden. We'll do that when we come back here wrap up the show on a Saturday. It's Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker KQAM. Hey, Welcome back into the program. Just a few minutes left here on the show as we wrap up Candace Talk. Coming up the next few weeks on the show, we will start talking about Legislative Session 2023 a little bit. Next week, we'll be having our new elected leaders for the Cedric County Republican Party, Deb Lucia and others that will be in studio with us and we'll talk about. They have their open house next week as well, so it'll be pre-recorded. They'll come in throughout the next week, but uh, we'll be talking with uh, the new Cedric County Republican chair and the leaders of the party as we have obviously some elections coming up next year. Now, it may be a quote-unquote off election year, but it's still important. Do not just walk away and just ignore it. It's going to be a big election year. We have a mayor's race in Wichita. And if anybody knows about the mayor right now, I think it's time for some leadership change. What do you think? Maybe? <laughs> just throwing that out there. So, actually, I don't even know if I mentioned this on the air. A couple of weeks ago, if you remember all the shenanigans going on with Mayor Brandon Whipple, as he got in trouble with law enforcement and was battling with law enforcement regarding the whole taking stuff to the dumpster for the community cleanup event, and he went into the wrong exit. Uh, he went. In, he entered through the exit. He got pulled over. He got angry. He tried to abuse the cop and yell at him and so on and so forth. Well, I at the same time, for some reason on my Facebook as I was scrolling through about that same day when the news broke, I had seen an advertisement on my Facebook for me for whatever reason for dumpsters, renting one for like $200 for a couple hours. And I don't know why, but I felt like tagging the mayor in it because since he wasn't able to take his stuff to the dumpster, I conveniently tagged him in it and said, here you go, brother, just looking out for you, right? I mean, come on. I think that's success. Winning. Right? I was trying to help the guy out a little bit. But he's doubled down. Instead of trying to move on and apologize, he's doubled down on it. And now he's got his beef against law enforcement as well. I find that kind of ironic. So uh, we're going to do our due diligence on the program here to try and expose what's going on and cover that election. But that's going to be a big one next year is the mayor's race here for the city of Wichita. So our Cedric County Republican leaders, vastly important and critical for uh, that race and who we're going to uh, try and see, hopefully, overtake Brandon Whipple as the mayor for the city of Wichita. We got about 45 seconds left of the program, but let's sneak in a phone call, shall we? Line number one. Good morning. Who's this? This is Frederick. Frederick, how are you, my friend? You got about 45 seconds. It's all yours. St. Patrick's Day is coming, and we're going to march, and we're going to celebrate, and it's going to be the, everything Irish and 
you know what, you can play that Irish music the whole nine yards and celebrate, and you can dress up like a leprechaun again, like your wife made you that costume, leprechaun costume or whatever the Every hell it was. Every single year. Every year. That's right. I am so glad that we are maintaining and keeping the uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I know it was going to be canceled, and somebody else took the reins, so I am excited. It's going to be a big year, so I'll start playing some Christmas music, but you're right. I may have to throw in some St. Patrick's Day music as well. Yes, yes. Anyway... Uh, beautiful show. I deeply appreciate you. And St. Patrick's Day is coming. So even through Christmas, we're going to be smiling because we know when it comes, we'll be marching and playing and, and having a good old time. And everything is just going to be beautiful again. That's what it's all about. Frederick, I love it, my friend. Always good to hear from you. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And Merry Christmas to you. We'll talk to you next week. That is it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. We're back at it on Monday and next Saturday. Until then, have a great weekend. This is Candace Talk. I'm Andy Hoover.